Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is Dreams with Jen, and I'm Jennifer Griego. And I climb like hell through the brush and the bramble. Even though I had my doubts, told myself don't look down. And I turned that hill into a pile of gravel. It was only a Today, I'm here with my father. Would you like to go by Robert or Bob? Yes. Or dad? Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob. Wow, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. This is so weird. I've never been across the uh, desk with you doing a podcast where I'm like the guest. I know. It's a lot of pressure. I know. I am very intimidating. I know. I gave you the shorter chair. Can you tell? I can see the top of your head above the desk, and it's very scary. I I can't see you above the desk. (laughs) Solid. (laughs) That's good. It's it's been a long time. I know it's been a while. You ditched our last podcast. It was just me and David trying um, to fill up the actually, time. Actually, I was in the background making um, chili that you yeah, left at the cabin. Green chili. Well, I brought it back this time. I froze it, but it was uh, spectacular. That's good. Was it spicy enough for you? Uh, there is no such thing, but uh, it was good. Good flavor. Using the new Traeger, a nice smoky flavor, nice. and uh, no, it was good. It's good. It was good, but I'm like, um, <coughs> it's weird for me to be like the guest and. Now you moved out of the house. You're living mm-hmm. in your own place. You have yes. a an apartment, and um, yep. it's trying you know. to pretend I'm in college <laughs> during right. the Rona season. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think this is the quote that summarizes your uh, existence. Young lady, what do you want to do with your life? I want to live in a van down by the river. Isn't the apartment down by the river? It is by a little water river. river. When I do have a little water feature outside my back patio, so. That's perfect. But you're exactly. a big college person now? Oh, darn, I was supposed to wear my TCU dad t-shirt that Terry Austin's got me for my birthday. And you don't even have, you have your ASU stuff? I have my TCU water bottle, my TCU shirt. You have an know. ASU computer. You're just hating on me right We now. had to do the whole um, battle of the mascots. Yeah, we did. During the quarantine. My dad got his, because uh, I got a bunch of TCU <laughs> gifts. As graduation presents, so I have a TCU necklace, I have um, a TCU, multiple TCU t-shirts, TCU sweatpants, uh, a sticker for my laptop, a lanyard, water bottle, all that stuff, and so I had all this stuff at our cabin, my dad was like, got, he got an ASU sticker for his computer, he's like, alright, we're going to compete, and so he got all this ASU stuff that he had out, but I, I still won, I have a TCU blanket. Yeah, and you got the Fazio's, gave you a bunch of TCU yeah. swag. I so. have a water bottle. I have all this stuff. I was <laughs> funny, like, when I got, I slowly, all this stuff keeps coming in, and I'm like, in high school, if I had, like, all this NDP stuff, everyone's like, Jen, you're such a nerd, but in college, like, that's just what you have, like, you... Just oh, you're, you're still a nerd. It's just that slightly you have different stuff. But it fits in more with the whole college situation. Okay. All right, I'll let you have that. It's less nerdy in high school. Way less nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> So, why do you have me on today? What are we talking about? Uh, so, <coughs> today, we are going to discuss the wor- the state, possibly quite the world record for your brown trout that you caught at Sunrise Lake about 14 years ago. Legend, it was 2006. 
caught a giant German brown. Hundred, we were 120, 126. 168 pounds. Oh, 68. Wow. Wait, for the listeners, did you hear that? 168 <coughs> pound German brown caught out of Sunrise Lake. I didn't know there were German browns in Sunrise. There are not many. I've fished it a lot, but uh, no, it was a big deal. Big deal. This is an absolutely factual <laughs> podcast. I have documentation from the governor to support this, and uh, mm. it's wonderful to be here. So, mm. yeah. Glad I could have you on here and discuss this That's right. marvelous story. And it's important that <coughs> I am back, but also... Back off, man. I'm a scientist. That's true. Are you a, a scientist, scientist or a doctor? Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Actually, I went hand in hand with another scientist I married who's your mom, who's also a doctor. So, yeah, that could be it. But, uh, yeah, it yeah. was quite the epic deal. We're going back a long time. I don't like to, you know, talk about my epic achievements in the outdoors. I mean, there's a lot that I don't go on and on about in our podcast, which is actually true. I mean. Yeah. Did we talk about your bear hunt? I think briefly we did. We never talked happened. about it. We no. didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the desert sheep. We didn't talk about. Well, I. Well, there's stuff, but uh, it, just uh, this one I started thinking about because I was actually fishing Sunrise Lake last week with um, my friend Jeff Azurski, mm-hmm. who married my best friend Susie, formerly Susie Wolf, now Susie Azurski, from Shadow Mountain High School, and um, he lives in Tucson. He is the co-owner of the Kingfisher restaurant down there, so shout out to them. It's a very good restaurant. I've been there. And they have done a lot for cystic fibrosis, as you know. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Susie have been very generous to help that cause. But I was fishing there with him, and we have not fished that lake since together since 2006. Wow. And uh, Made a throwback. We started talking about it, and it was like wild, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. that's where all happened. Jeff was with me. He's a witness to the 168-pound brown that uh, we pulled out. And to be honest, it didn't. we didn't, didn't put it in the record book because... Uh, he helped with the retrieval. Um, but um, it's a fact, dude. It's legit. Did it fit in the boat or in the net? <laughs> um, it did not because we were sitting from, we were in float tubes, and I think you could say that. You're going to need a bigger boat. Hmm. That's for sure. So you, y'all just dragged it to shore then? To get well, it. we'll get into it. So <clears throat> as you said, there are not a lot of browns in Sunrise Lake. and Especially uh, the German browns. Those are quite unique. No, actually, most of the most of the trout, uh, actually all the trout that I know of in Arizona and in the United States <coughs> are called German browns, and oh. they're not a native species. They are from Europe, and so I guess the they're joke. from German. What's that? I thought that was part of the joke. I'm sorry. Is there a German joke? Should I find a German? I think I no, one. no. I'm saying I thought that was part of the whole like 168-pound <coughs> brown. I thought the German was involved in the... There's no joke, but it was... Um, the German browns are a very hardy species of trout. <coughs> in fact, they tried to poison them out of the rivers, Little Colorado and other rivers in the White Why? Mountains a few years ago because they're trying to have it be exclusively a native fishery, uh-huh. which is kind of a pain in the butt from a fishing standpoint. But uh, anyway, um, the details of the brown that I caught was um, I'd fished it <coughs> the week before. Uh, which I think was April 22nd. Look at the dates right here. It was cold. And um, when Jeff went back with me, I'm pretty sure it was April 29th. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but 2006. So I found that on the east end of the lake, which is 
closest to Greer, you know, mm-hmm. we drive by it all the time. Yeah. That area is shallow. It tends to warm up sooner because there's still snow on the mountains in April. And um, I found a place where from my little... April 29th was a Saturday. Yeah, it was a Saturday. So yeah. it was April. So I fished the week before April 22nd. Okay. And then I met Jeff there. But the weekend before, I caught several really good fish, mm-hmm. all rainbows. Um there was a little creek or something there that showed on the depth finder where it dropped from like six to eight or nine feet. And that's where the fish were just kind of stacked up. And mm. I was fishing with an intermediate um, sinking line and uh, five weight sage fly rod and just slowly stripping back. Uh, I think there are brown woolly buggers at that time and probably a prince nymph or something like that behind it. Yes, I, use, I know what all of that means. Yeah, Jennifer's not the best fisherman in the world. <laughs> it's boring. You can't nap and fish at the same time. That's true, <clears throat> especially if you're on the lake. But, you know, what am I doing? What did I forget? What's the mainstay of all of the Griego stories? So there I was. So there I was. I forgot to say that. But yes, I you're ca- you are always on us for that, and you slacking at your own game. I know. Well, it's been a long time, so... Well, I don't have anything better than this. Well, just... Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. <laughs> you know, I don't have excuse me in my list of movie lines, but I have that one. So I'll throw that out. But anyway, the point was April 22nd, uh, I had a pretty good day fishing, and Jeff, um, he's a much better fisherman than I am now. He wasn't that much into fishing 14 years ago. He... Um, so we used to fish a lot together, and he's surpassed me in that area now. Shout-outs to you, um, Jeff. But uh, I spent more of my time hunting. But mm-hmm. I went back the week later with Jeff, and we put in the same place. There's a boat ramp there, and frankly, the winters were a lot better back then. The uh, runoff was better. The lake was mm-hmm. full and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, we put in, and we were paddling out to the same area we were fishing, and there was one boat on the lake. It was a pretty calm day, but... There's no one else on the lake. There's one boat out there. And uh, we're kind of using it as a landmark as we're paddling towards it. And um, I think we each had caught one or two fish. And then it happened. A 168-pound brown. Hmm. Legit. Yeah. I know that. I know for sure that's what the weight was because mm-hmm. I weighed him. Did you just bring, like, the scale Later. and you, like, held it up and, like, stepped on the scale and then... No. You just put it on the scale itself. <laughs> Held them up. And that's like, like the like, trick that David does. Yeah, like how we how we band it. Just step <laughs> on the scale, weigh yourself, grab it, step on the scale, weigh yourself again. <laughs> no. Subtract. But, but you know what the state record is currently for brown trout? 168 ounces. No, it's like, well, I don't know what the math is. It's 26 pounds. That's out of reservation lake. Well, 16 ounces is a pound. I so. know. So it's more than that. It's like 340 ounces or something, right? <clears throat> 384. I was way off. But anyway, so we're there fishing, and Jeff and I are paddling out, and we're slowly stripping the fly line. And um, Are you guys in the same? No, no, it's not, it's not uh, Brokeback Mountain. Okay. So, um, you know, we're not, that, we're not that weird, you know. I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah, the creepy. Never saw that film. Can't say I endorse it, but <clears throat> we're paddling. Well, pad- you did bring it up a lot in conversation, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a mountain and you ask for your fish from the same float tube and I say nay nay but uh, we're paddling along and that's when it happened mm-hmm. so yes so do you do you want me to initiate a question about how it happened or just oh wanna so there just I was to bring it up how it happened 
So we're fishing, and we're both you know, from a float tube or a pontoon <coughs> boat. When you're fly fishing. You're using paddles, and you're paddling away from you. So you're looking in the direction opposite the direction that you're going. So like, yeah, you're paddling backwards, right? Right. <clears throat> we weren't paddling, but we're kicking backwards. We weren't using the oars. We both looked no. at the same time, and the boat we were guys looking are in at the same float tube. This isn't TCU, okay? That's brophy. You're getting them mixed up. I'm making fun of your school now. Um, but I'm not going. To, I'm not the one of your kids going to a gay school. Anyway, so we both said at the same time, where'd that boat go? And the boat was probably <clears throat> three quarters of a mile to a mile away from us. And suddenly, where were you, how? So like, how wide would you diameter? Do you think the lake, the area is like where you guys are for the, like the lake? Like how far out is the boat from the shore? Lake, the lake is. When it's full, is quite a bit bigger than Big Lake. Even though Big Lake has, has the name, name Big, Big Lake, it. it's um, not nearly it's as cup. big as Sunrise. He's I think Sunrise is quite a bit bigger than that. But um, I don't know. I think that we're, like I said, three quarters of a mile to a mile away from that boat because mm-hmm. it was very difficult to see yeah. when suddenly it disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so... We realized we were using it as a landmark as we were paddling, and suddenly it was gone. We're like, what happened to the boat? Yeah. We both realized the boat flipped over. No way. And this is, the water temperature was probably 40 degrees, low 40s at the most. Um, so we immediately just started rowing towards the boat and um, stopped fishing. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. So you could see it was flipped over, right? You, yes. Yeah. Okay, I looked up how big Sunrise Lake was and how big Big Lake was, but one gave me an area and one point. So Sunrise is one point six, one point nine six five square miles, and Big Lake is four hundred and fifty acres. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have them in the same units, but you can figure so it out. So that's probably right. I think that so it's one point nine six square miles, and it's probably three quarters of a mile across at the widest part, and yeah. um, that's where it happened. It was about the widest part. I was there, a shark in the water. Dude, you don't know. You weren't there. I wasn't there. That is factual. I'm trying to help you with that. I didn't know why the boat... We didn't know why the boat flipped over. It's a very calm day. But as we started getting closer... It was a Loch Ness Monster. Dude, it started getting scary. We were paddling. We were rowing fast. Flat out rowing boats. Right, you got to turn this down so you just got to keep it in the background. I know. Well, so we start rowing and suddenly we realize that uh, the boat's upside down. There's two guys hanging on to it. Well... And it's kind of bouncing in the water. We didn't know if they were flipped over by a shark. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that doesn't happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you never know. We got Sharks are everywhere. You don't know they're there until you know that they're there. Technically. There's pool sharks, card sharks, all sorts of stuff. Technically, you have no proof that nothing's there. You can't prove that something's not there. Exactly. But we sp- it took us probably 20 minutes. No, that's probably right. Probably took us... 15 minutes to row to where they were, mm-hmm. flat out rowing to the boat. Yeah. We see two guys hanging on for dear life. Yes. And you don't know how long they were. I think there was a tooth, but I didn't get the tooth. A giant tooth. Did like you drop it? Did you see like... I like went scuba diving. No. This is a true story, Jen. Sheesh. You're the one adding in random details. I'm just ran- adding in random music. <clears throat> but we got up to the boat finally. We were very tired, mm-hmm. but the guys hanging out on the boat were more tired. You know why they're more tired? 
because hypothermia. Yes. And the fact they were both in their 70s and the water temperature was in the 40s and they were in bad shape. Mm-hmm. And there's no one else on the lake. So how far from shore would you say you are? They're probably a half mile from shore. So we got to them and Jeff and I both said, hey, you know, can we give you a life jacket? And they both said, we're afraid we'll let go of the boat. We won't be able to grab onto it again because they were so weak. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we actually put a life jacket on top of the boat for them in case they needed to grab it. I think we had one at each end of the boat. And we tied onto the boat to row them to shore. And that was a cluster because you can't. Yeah. It was probably a 12-foot aluminum boat, John boat, flat bottom. And as we tried to row them back, Jeff and I, we'd tie them individually. <clears throat> and we'd come, like the our two pontoons would bang together as we tried to do that. Mm-hmm. So we had to tie on in tandem. So he tied onto the boat, I tied onto him. Mm-hmm. And we had it set up where we could row in sequence and pull the boat in. Mm-hmm. So this probably took us 25 minutes to get them to shore. Mm. So they're in the water for 40 minutes. That you know of and you don't know when it flipped. Oh, well, we knew within a minute or two when it flipped because we were, kept looking back at them as like, they were like a landmark to mm-hmm. us as we were aiming towards them. And, um, and I had cell service there, so I asked one of them for a phone number and I called um, his house, it was in Pine Top, and asked for them to meet us when we got to shore. And do the math on that. I mean, they left immediately. They got to shore probably five minutes after we did from towing them in. So mm-hmm. it was at least a half hour that we were pulling them in. Mm-hmm. And we got to shore. And these poor guys, they're both blue. Yeah. They couldn't stand up. We got them to shore. We pulled them up out of the water. And um, we took off our jackets and gave it to those guys. Took off their their uh, shirts and jackets and tried to warm them up. And I had a thermos of warm coffee and stuff like that. But um, anyway. Yeah. So. Crazy. Guess, guess what uh, one of the guys' names was. Was his name Brown? Yes. No way. Archie Brown. It sounds like a comic book name. It could be, but, and I can't say it was just me, but Jeff and I caught a 168-pound brown out of Sunrise Lake, April 29th, 2006. Legendary. It actually was, but, um, and you know what, Jen? You know what, what this is? Can you hear that? Nope. Can you hear that? Nope. That sound like solid gold? Not quite. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) But you know what that is? That is a hero medal. You know what this is? It's a hero plaque. What, what does that say? What, read that out to your audience. You are a hoe. No, that's your resume. What's it say? It says, Arizona Daily Star. American Red Cross Real Heroes Breakfast Honoring Bob Griego, May 11, 2007. So a year later, um, and Jeff's, Jeff told the story. We didn't. You know, it was just the right thing to do. It really didn't matter. We were just doing what you needed to do. But fortunately for those guys, we happened to be there because there's no way, no way they would have survived that. And um, Jeff Jeff called me like nine months later and said, hey, what are you doing on whatever that date was? May 11th. May 11th. I'm like, I'm working. He goes, uh, do you want to go to this uh, 
breakfast with the American Red Cross. We're getting a, a medal for saving Mr. Brown and his friend. Unfortunately, I don't remember his friend's name, but wow. anyway, um, Jeff Azerski went to that deal and he they mailed me the the plaque and the aluminum slash solid gold hero medal. Aluminum slash solid gold. But it is an absolute fact. And and Mr. Brown is part German, so I'm calling him a German Brown. That's what I was saying. I didn't know if like that was a hundred and sixty eight pound German Brown. Um and uh I know what he weighed because I didn't weigh him that day. But I think he's like, Hey, can I weigh you real quick just so I know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. your name's Brown? Oh, that's a good pun. How much oh, do you weigh? I shouldn't have gutted you. Sorry, that's bad. But uh, I think it was five years later. Well, I think it was a year later, I was at some conference, and one of my, one of the dermatologists that sends me his cancer patients, mm. he was sitting in front of me at this conference, and he said, hey, yeah, you saved my patient's life. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, because mm-hmm. he sends me his melanomas and his nasty squamous cell cancers yeah. and stuff. He goes, no, not not for cancer. He goes, you actually saved this guy's life. He was in a lake and you pulled him out. I'm like, oh, yeah. And, and I didn't get his name. Um, I didn't know his name, Archie Brown, at that time. Jeff, I think they exchanged phone numbers. and um, Anyway, I didn't know what his name was. But uh, then like four years after that, I, I was at work and seeing, you know, walked in the room to see a patient and introduced myself. I went over to wash my hands and he goes, oh, he goes, we already met. I'm like, oh, you've been here before? He goes, no, you saved my life. I'm like, oh, he goes, you pulled me out of Sunrise Lake, and that was Archie Brown. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Just a, just a really nice guy and had a lot of fun stories with him and stuff like that. And really tall dude, like just barely taller than me. So oh, like, so like five one? six eight, maybe six nine with the afro. Mm-hmm. Whatever <laughs> happened? You always used to tell that joke, oh, I'm 5'17 with the afro. To not only throw in with the afro, but also throw in like the 517. And now he's told the joke, oh, I'm 6'9", I'm 6'8", with the afro. And you never say like the 517 anymore. I, I don't know, I don't know. But it was from it's the movie. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. I don't have that line from Fletch where <laughs> Fletch was, uh, he's like 6'2", 6'9", with the afro or something you like that. You mean you stole the joke again and it's not your actual joke. It's a joke. It's just a movie line. Didn't say I invented it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he said, oh, yeah, you saved me. You pulled me out of Sunrise Lake. And I'm like, oh, that was you. And anyway, uh, he wound up being a patient of mine for quite a while. He unfortunately had a lot of skin cancers. but And he ultimately moved to Oregon because his, his wife got sick. And he would be 91 now if he's still alive. But he he was not in the best shape, you know, health-wise. Mm-hmm. in order to be able to withstand 40-degree water. And his friend, I think, had had some cardiac issues. And um, th- the scary thing was there was no one else on the lake. For mm-hmm. sure, those guys would not have survived. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it was a year later, somebody, a younger guy, was out on Sunrise Lake in a kayak fishing and flipped over and he drowned. And um, I thought about doing this podcast, not mm-hmm. just because it's a great title for your podcast, 168-pound <laughs> German brown caught in Sunrise Lake, which is... An absolute fact. I didn't say trout. You said it one time. I did. But uh, you said, yeah, brown trout. But um, it is important for people to know when they're fishing, particularly in mountain lakes, to wear a flotation device because mm-hmm. you have a couple minutes. If you're in a float tube and it goes down, and, and again, this is another guy. I don't know his name. He used to run a fly shop here in Arizona, and he sank and died. Um, How did they flip the fishing. boat originally? Do you know? Yes, I do know. <laughs> That's a great part of the story. They were, um, 
one of the guys, I don't remember if it was Archie or his friend, caught a fish, and they're a big fish in Sunrise. Even now, like I fished it a week ago, I caught three fish. They were all over 18 inches. Or no, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. They were all over 17 inches. One of them was 18. Mm-hmm. But big, fat, chunky rainbows. Just a beautiful lake. And with um, with there being the, the coronavirus, they were shut down for fishing, so there were a lot more fish currently mm-hmm. this time of year than there usually are. But um, in that, that day, those guys... One of them caught a fish, the other one went over, leaned over to net it, and it flipped the boat over. Mm. And um, it was a flat-bottom boat, which makes them more easy to flip. And I think two days later, I took Timmy there fishing, and we're trolling around, and we see this orange rope. Two days after Two days after we pulled Archie and his friend out. And uh, we see an orange rope, and I pull it up, and (laughs) it was an anchor rope. And we pull up the anchor... Wrapped around it was a fishing pole with a trout attached to it that was dead <laughs> and a net. The fish was in the net and it was all right. pulled it up. It was like the whole story. Oh, really? And the fish was dead, but we got the fishing pole and the net and the rope and the anchor. And I didn't know those guys. And then several years later when Archie came in as a patient, I said, hey, I have your fishing pole and your net. And your, he was like, oh, I'll keep them. You know? <laughs> but um, heck of a story, heck of a deal. And just lucky to be at the right place at the right time and yeah. be able to see them. Because if it had been windy, we wouldn't be able to see them. Mm-hmm. It was dead calm. And when a boat flips over, that rounded hull, mm-hmm. even though it's flat on the bottom, but the rounded ends of it, it's not the bow, sh- like the arch shape of a the bow of a boat. Mm-hmm. It's way harder to see them. Yeah. And you can. And after that, I was like, oh, you can see why people, when they're searching for a boat in the ocean, why it'd be so hard to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, remember that picture. Let me adjust my headphones really quickly. Yeah, we have that picture in frame at the at the cabin. Yeah, but the picture at the cabins and like in the bathroom. Whenever for years, but when I would look at it, I remember you would like point like this is the boat, Jen. Like this is um, the boat that flipped over, and I'd be like, oh yeah, man, that's crazy. And I had no idea where the boat was in the picture. I literally couldn't see it. And then a few years ago. I like readjusted my eyes looking at it one time because I, I had always imagined like oh the boat like. When you had taken the picture, it was like when you first saw that the boat was down or it flipped. And so the boat was like in the background of mm-hmm. like the lake, you know, like not right up front. And then a few years ago, I was looking at it and my eyes readjusted and the boat was like right in front of like your guys' float tube and paddle boat and st- or not paddle boat, like your float tube that you guys were in. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's where the boat was. It's just, it blended in and it was really hard to see. And I just like, you know, it's like once you see something, you're like, oh, okay. Like your eyes kind of like adjust when you look at a picture. And yeah, I just remember for years I like could I had no idea where the boat was, and I was like, yeah, I'd always lie, I'd be like, oh, that's where the boat is. It's crazy. But then I was like, oh, that's where the boat is. You know, it's funny when I took that picture, I felt bad because Jeff and I were like rowing in tandem, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I gotta get a picture of this. So well, I was in the boat was like attached to you guys. Yeah, I was attached to Jeff. Oh. Jeff's attached to the boat. Okay. And we're rowing it in, and I stopped to take a picture, and this is back in the days before iPhones. I just had a camera with me, and mm-hmm. um took a picture and it kind of scripted the sequence. He looked at me, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of the douchebag taking a picture of this happening. But I was able to get on my phone and call and have his family meet us there and stuff. But yeah, great story. Anyway, kind of a gimmicky podcast, but I thought it was a story mm-hmm. worth sharing. Um, and I, I do tell people that once in a while. I forget frequently people ask my biggest fish because I wouldn't call them fish. But saying you caught a 168-pound German brown out of Sunrise Lake is noteworthy. And it's a true story. It's a fact. That's true. It wasn't a trap. Yeah.
technically. Yeah, you just can't. Because th- technically, you're not lying. I know. I never lie. Well, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your interpretation. Like you told me you caught a 28-pound brown trout. No, I never said trout. You know, I think it is it's like. all about the wording. It's like my brother's song. She only likes me for my willy. Mm-hmm. I should play that right now. Well, we were picking in a honky-talking Austin. This girl came up and bought the band around. I said, can I play something for you, darling? Before we give last call and shut this old bar down. Then she asked, can you play me Whiskey River? Turned around, said, boys, kick her off an A. Well, I did my best impersonation for her. That one rendition stole her heart away. But I think she only likes me for my willy. Something about my willy turns her on. It's not all that extraordinary, really. But it's better than my haggard and my dog. It's a standard thing, you might think it's silly Oh, but you can bet it's always on her mind I think she only likes me for my willy She keeps asking for my willy all the time See, it's just like that song. It's um, mm-hmm. he's talking about his Willie Nelson impression, and people might interpret it differently. I was. I don't know how they could interpret it differently. <laughs> well, I will tell you that one of the female plastic surgeons that uh, works with me in my surgery center, she was very offended by that song, and I said, Jennifer. Her name is Jennifer, just like somebody else I know, and I can't remember that. I don't know who's staying with Jennifer. But she was like, she turned it off, and one of the um, scrub techs said she was offended by the song, and I. I pulled her aside. I said, Jennifer, I heard you didn't like that song. She goes, I think it's inappropriate. I said, well, he's talking about his Willie Nelson impression. He <laughs> says, better than his Haggard and his Merle Haggard and George Jones. And <laughs> why? What were you thinking it's about? <laughs> and I walked away. I said, I said you have a dirty mind. So, <laughs> so if you, I only said. Get your mind uh, out of the gutter. <laughs> I caught a 168-pound German brown out of Sunrise Lake, and it's a fact. And um, I don't know anything it's about It's all about the real. wording. It's all about, the <laughs> it's about your interpretation. <laughs> well, Jen, it's been great. You can wrap it up. We'll have to do another one again, but it's so nice to have you back on your podcast and doing well with your online college. Yeah. <clears throat> Trying. It's very different. I was talking to Bessie today because my tests are open book, open note, because they're like, I'm not going to make you do a lockdown browser. And Bessie's like, that's so crazy. Like, we never had that. And which that is definitely uh, positive of being online. But also, they're making all the tests and quizzes timed. So, I guess that's like the one that we, one way that they kind of make it a little bit harder. But whatever. I mean, grass is always greener, right? Right. So, yep. All right. Well, thank you for your life-saving, life-saving hero metal story. Yeah, it's uh, it's right here. Solid gold aluminum. Is that like a Ford Chevy? It's like a Ford Chevy. Yeah, this is a solid gold gold aluminum metal, guys. Yeah, I got the plaque here signed by Janet Napolitano, not my favorite governor. But uh, anyway, thank you, Jen, for having me on. I feel so honored to be on your podcast as a guest. Yeah, I would say it's quite an honor, actually. (laughs) People put this on the resume, and it's very like, oh my gosh, you run Jen's podcast? It's like, I know. That's a big deal. I know. Big deal. Huge deal. All right, well, 
Thank you for coming on, Father, on the other side of the desk. Very interesting angle over here. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, guys, life is short and so am I. And I'm just trying to make the most out of every day. And I hope that you guys do, too. I hope you all have a great journey and you make it an epic one. Well, you better know the bottom if you want to be a climber. Because there's always another one a little bit higher. Just when I think I'm finally done, I'm staring at another one. So I reach down deep and I lace them up tighter. It was only a mountain, nothing but a big old rock. Only a mountain, it ain't hard if you don't stop. It just took a little step, a right then a left, then a couple million more who's counting.